everybody, this is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People, giving you trusted guidance to make your life better. And it's the holiday season. We all know it. And sometimes the holidays can be fun, and sometimes they can be stressful, and sometimes we feel like we're having magic with our families, and sometimes we don't even see our families, or we don't want to see our families, or we do and we don't, and there's this push-pull. And there's so many emotions that come up for us during the holidays, and this episode is going to be about how you can actually find your own healing, your own self-love, your own happiness, and source it, your center of power, from within. And I have no better person to talk about this with us today than the one and only Sheila Marie. Sheila, say what's up? Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back, Justin. Oh, girl, you know I always love to have you on anything (laughs) that I do. And I'm just so excited that you're launching this new course, or you've launched this new course called the Holiday Thrive Guide, which is an interactive audio course for holiday healing. Now, first of all, the name is bomb, the Holiday Thrive Guide. Thank (laughs) you. you. And I think this is such an important topic because, you know, the holidays can be an amazing time for connecting with our family and for love and for gratitude. But for, you know, so many people... Even for me at times, even though I I see my family and I love my family, the holidays can still be a triggering time because it brings up so much from our own childhoods, you know? And like sometimes for me, I'm like, man, I've been doing meditation and spirituality and all this stuff for over a decade now. And sometimes I go back home and I feel like I ain't done shit ever in my my life. You know what I I mean? (laughs) Yes. That healing journey is not linear, honey, because I know same thing. I'm like, am I five years old right now? Like, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Like, how did we get here again? You know? And yeah. what's crazy is just those childhood wounds. And, you know, maybe even for people who don't have or feel like they have an ideal family situation, which I think is probably most people, you know, all that stuff comes up to the surface. So tell right. us just a little bit about what the holidays mean to you and what your life was actually like growing up. So on on a collective level, the holidays are a major bonding ritual. Yeah. Rituals create meaning and belonging. That is how you know it it creates culture. Like you can tell different cultures across the world by the rituals that they participate in. And the holidays at the bottom line are just this huge ritual of celebration and togetherness. And what I realized is that as I got older – I was robbing myself of that time, which is also like, especially let's take Christmas just for an example. Not everyone celebrates Christmas, but around that time, there's a lot of, a lot of people across the world focusing on the light, thinking about the light. There's all this high frequency energy floating around. There's all this giving and receiving and happiness. And I was realizing that I was not allowing myself to be a part of it because I had been clinging to Um, this expectation of my holidays always being something that they never were. Mm. I uh, grew up in in a household. My mother, my mother is undiagnosed bipolar, but you know, at this point it's, I've seen a lot, but she's never been formally diagnosed. But Mm. so growing up, it was a lot of ups and downs. um, And then she also worked the night shift. So she was a lot uh, tired during the day and didn't really participate in the social performance in the way that many people would in the way that I wanted her to as a child, right? Mm -hmm. So here comes Thanksgiving. This is just one example. And I'm like seeing on 
TV specials, the shows that are marketed to kids are all related to Thanksgiving. Everyone's eating turkey. All my cartoon, you know, Ninja Turtles eating turkey. Everybody eating turkey. <laughs> we ain't got no turkey. You no know, family come over. It wasn't no Christmas music. It wasn't no nothing. It was all the close the blinds because I need to get rest. And me and my sister were just there. It was me and my younger sister. She was like three years old. And I just was like... I don't know. I just want to be a part of this too. Like what? So I went in the kitchen and we had instant mashed potatoes. I think there was a can of corn and there was like lunch meat. And I just made us like a little Thanksgiving and we were watching like the little mermaid, but I like to this day, every Thanksgiving, Tiffany texts me and she's like, you remember that? Wow. This is why I celebrate holidays is only, you're the only reason I celebrate holidays because nobody in our house really did. And but, what about the rest of your family? Like your extent, do you have extended family that were so they celebrating I, uh, or what? Yes, absolutely. So I have an, I have seven brothers and sisters, but we all have four four different mothers between all of us. Sounds like a black family. I get Hello. it. Hello. Somebody's a Rolling Stone. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Schmobert. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was busy, honey. So it's like we were all we I had a big family, but I wasn't really close to them. And and because you know, the matriarch, she runs the house. And because my mom didn't really socially perform, didn't get along with a lot of people, really we didn't get any invitations and we were just kind of alone on holidays. And so I just keep going back to that Thanksgiving because I remember just being like not not then. This is something I imp- I superimposed on the memory after the fact. But now I can look back at that day and say, well, that was just indicative of what you have to do when you grow up in these type of situations is you have to use the tools around you to make it what you can, period. Mm. So what? Your holiday might not look like everybody else's, but you have to make it for yourself. Because as I got older, what I what I realized is that you are responsible for your own healing and you are responsible for your own experience. And if you love the holidays, to me, the holidays are just such a rich, dense time of togetherness and love. Why not be a part of that? And at the bottom line, this is not even about the holidays. It's, it's sold during the holidays because I just, I'm not like a holiday person. I'm waiting until it's okay to get a Christmas tree. Like, you know, I'm ready, honey. Like I got all <laughs> Mariah Carey queued up. Like, you know, I love the holidays. I don't allow Mariah Carey to be queued until thanks, thank, the day after Thanksgiving. That's when she can begin her whistling all around in my ears. <laughs> day after Thanksgiving. Then she could whistle away. <laughs> and, uh, oh, people are so shady. And I'm going to play it November 1st. Who going to check me? <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it's really, it's really like when I think about all of the meditation, all of the work spiritually in therapy and beyond that I've done around my family, it's not that this is about the holidays, but what it's about is what's underneath the holidays. And what's underneath that is where do you fit in in a group of people? usually your family. And so this is really about family healing because some of us want to be with our, I don't want to be able to be in the same room with my dad and not get super triggered, you know, or I want to see my sister more or whatever. Some of us might not choose that, but regardless, you deserve to be free from those bonds. You don't and have the to decision walk- to have the ability to make the decision for yourself and choose versus being automatically chosen by your past or exactly. by your programming. Exactly. Because what if you choose not to and your family pressures you? Mm-hmm. It takes a certain type of resilience and groundedness in yourself to say, I love you guys so much, but I can't show up for you in that way. Mm. So, okay. And- so how I have a question, actually. So how is it that you went from not having holidays and making lunch meat 
Thanksgivings and, you know, not having the, the Christmas to then loving it. Because I feel like most people who have that experience would be more likely to just avoid the holiday experience altogether. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there are plenty of people listening who feel that way, you know, that they're just like, eh, I just don't really even like the holidays or I just try to avoid it or it makes me sad. So how did you find your way to actually enjoying it? I did that for a lot of years, every holiday, like in my room, Netflix, you know, pizza, just by myself and kind of circling in a downward pity party spiral thing. And I would just be looking around at everyone and even also to fantasizing. And, you know, especially with something like Instagram, you know, you could look on Instagram and think everybody's having this fantastic day that you're just not having. And all of those family pictures that they post on Instagram, they don't post the fight. They don't post, you know, they don't post all of the sadness that might or might may or may not be there. So I just decided at one point, like, I want to be a part of this. It really matters to me. So it's the same thing I did in that original scenario where it's like, okay, this is not a traditional family dinner, Thanksgiving, but it's lunch meat and it's instant match. It's something. It's ours. It's like also also being grateful for what it is that you have instead of and and what you actually have in your family versus what you're projecting that you think it should be. And that's what and that and it's also too this is inner child work. I don't call it that, but that's a lot of what it is. A lot of them like I do so the um holiday thrive guide is a series of guided meditations writing prompts and then practices that you can do right so the 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 guided meditations are all like journeys they're very mm. creative journeys to get you out of your conscious mind and into your subconscious and to stop overthinking and get you in there and give you every meditation is another form of giving you what you want from other people because mm. that's really what prevents us a lot a lot of us get it get go to thanksgiving and we just wish our mom would acknowledge our new job or accept that i'm an artist or accept that um i'm not heteronormative or accept love say this say i did a good job at the very underneath it we might not be walking around with that at, at the forefront but a lot of that is underneath all of this so it is a, a form of inner child work, which is what I was dealing with too. It's like, um, no, I deserve to have a holiday. And I started, as I got older, just making my own. I had roommates in New York and it was five adults and we just made stuff together. And then you realize, like you said, the gratitude in, in the beauty in what is. Yeah. Because if you're not careful, you're, you'll spend every holiday season mourning what isn't and never being able to access what is. Mm. And that's a real tragedy. Mm. It's a real tragedy. Now, you mentioned inner child work, and I want you yeah. to just describe what that, what that actually means on a base level. So if anyone out there is listening and had an experience similar to mine where you felt like you weren't parented in the way that you would have wanted or desired, you feel like you weren't seen as a child, you weren't heard, you weren't protected. If any of that relates to you, we all can ben- you could benefit from inner child healing. And so what inner child work is to me is going back and finding that little girl and making amends and making it right and being it's almost I feel like it's like you you, you have a friend in your head, but y'all don't really know each other that much. But yeah. you're like, hey, we've been here. So like, what do you like? Hey, what do you? Okay, you know what? I'm sorry for that one time. And it's really just making amends with your inner child and a lot of reparenting your, through yourself, though. Because we're going to wait around. Some people want, might wait around for their parents their entire lives. Yeah. And they may never come around the way that you want. Right. 
they may never choose to be happy. Some members of our family, they love us, we love them, and they may choose suffering year after year after year. And it's up to us to choose something else. Right. And, and that that has to me, inner child work is a great way to access that because you no longer feel so vulnerable. And for everyone, you're no longer looking on the outside so much for people to give you things that you need. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, what's so important is I love that line that you just said right there at the end of give you things that you need. And yeah. that piece of it is really interesting to unpack because it's like, depending on where we're shifting our perception you know, like, what is it that we need? What are we focusing on that we actually need? And where is that need even coming from? Is it coming from the wounded child within? Right. Or is it a need that's coming from the desire to show up for your family as an example instead of somebody who's trying to force people into making choices that they don't want to make for themselves? Or, exactly. you know, so and what is the actual need and where is that coming from? So I remember, this is a funny story. So I remember... Well, it's not that funny, but it's just, it's funny to me. You know, when you like have your family, like, I'm like, don't let, let me not say it's a funny story because you may not Keep even laugh. Slow, so don't, don't. yeah, yeah. So, so I remember I had gone to one of my friend's Christmases and this was like, so I, you know, grew up in the Bay Area, a town called Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, California, which does exist, you know, one of the most diverse wow. cities ever. It's, it's like 25 minutes east of Oakland. And um, I, you know, move out get a scholarship to go to college and now I'm living in LA in bougie ass Westwood and thinking you know I was that auntie in the family who thinks she better than everybody else for a minute because she like moved out you know what I mean I was that for just a minute just a minute I was that auntie in a movie in soul food that you're like we don't like her you know what I mean but real exactly just real quick not for long but I came back and you know I had saw one of my friends had a Christmas party or it was Thanksgiving or something and they and all their family like color coordinated and they like they like made a color theme and everybody was wearing green and black and gray in different ways. And it was so cute. And they took these family pictures and they had this their tree was decorated like that matched their outfits. And, you know, like, at my house, it ain't none of that. You know what I mean? Like we're pulling out <laughs> the card table, like the fold out table. And we had yeah. like ornaments from when we was little kids all over the tree yeah. looking up crazy and you know, just kind of making it happen. And so I came home one year and I'm like, next year I have an idea, you guys. I want us to match. (laughs) (laughs) And I want us to have this tree, you know, that it's like, let's go to Target and buy like really cool bulbs for next year and like have this tree. And so we did it. And I remember it, I was like forcing it so hard on my family and it didn't make it any better we, ha- we got a picture, yeah. but, like, everybody was stressed about what to wear. And, like, I couldn't find anything green. And, you know. Look, this is not holiday related, but I'm in the midst of wedding planning right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel the exact thing. Like, it, it starts from a place of, I don't even know how this happened. You know, wedding planning, to me, has proved a very interesting spiritual experience. I, like, I'm, like. How did I get here? What an aisle runner with my, I don't care about any of that stuff. Like it starts from somewhere nice. Like Mm -hmm. this would just be so nice for us to celebrate in this way. And then some, somewhere along the line, it gets lost in translation and it becomes this big thing. And I, yeah, I still haven't been able to really figure that whole part out. But what A said to me the other day, what I thought was interesting, he's like, 
do you ever think that sometimes with holidays or celebration, like you want it a little too much? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Wait. But wait. What? Yeah, that's exactly, and that's exactly what I was getting to in my story. Like the right? so the thing was like going back to the need. It was like it wasn't bad that I wanted to match. It's not a bad thing, right. whatever. But like, why am I wanting that so much? What is that actually coming from? Is it coming from me wanting to run away from not growing up with a certain level of privilege and affluence? Is it coming from me trying to pretend like our family is like a family in the movies? Is it coming from, you know, and even with the weddings, like you're talking about, like, what is the desire coming from? And then once you understand that, you can make a different choice. Correct. Or make the choice and- come from a different place. Correct. And I think a wedding is very similar to holidays in the sense that it's a major ritual of importance in your life and what it signifies and what it celebrates and the bonding and all of that. And um, I think that's why it's been a spiritual experience for me, because seeing how much um, exploitation there is that feeds off of that need that they know that you want to be a part of this ritual and then like leeching almost. I find that it's so interesting, but the reason why the wedding industry is so profitable is because they know how deep that need goes. Yeah. They know how deeply, just like these holidays, they know how much you just want to get that holiday picture. Right. And they're going to yeah. be like, well, you know, and that's what it is. How much we, this is about belonging really and and belonging isn't isn't really about black and gray and green holiday pictures because you got the picture right yep did you feel like it did it did it give you the the ring 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 that that you wanted no it was actually everybody was arguing and we were standing there (laughs) trying to smile with the picture and then we posted it on instagram because we are facebook back in the day you know what i mean exactly like i was like what you know so the thing is the belonging we think comes from other other people saying yes you are a part of this tribe yes i accept you you are one of us when in reality if it doesn't come from within and this sounds so cliche but it's true but if you don't feel like you belong and you don't know where you belong in the scheme of things it doesn't matter how much acceptance you get from the outside it'll never feel like it Mm. you'll never feel like you're accepted it's the same thing with support. I know some people who will never never allow themselves to feel supported, no matter how much support and love they get. So again, if you don't give it to yourself, you also can't receive it from other people. Yes. And you know, one of the things I know you talk about a lot in your teachings is this concept of um, reframing mm-hmm. things in order to learn to really start to be comfortable with your own truth. So can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think this is really fascinating. Yes, reframing. There's a lot of reframing that you will benefit from if you do the meditations, the guided meditations in the Holiday Thrive Guide. Reframing is just perspective. It's a, it's taking a different perspective on a situation. I'll go back to the original story that I told about Thanksgiving. For a majority of my adult life, the story and reframing is really about telling a new story. Our lives are based on story. That's how we experience the world around us. So poor me, we didn't have much money. My mom worked all the time. She didn't pay attention to us. We didn't have any family around, right? That's the story I told myself for a long time. A new story could be, wow, my mom showed up in the best way that she could with what she had at that time. And she was overworked working just so she could buy us a Christmas tree the next day. You know what I'm saying? So reframing it to invite a new story for you 
for your peace. It's like cutting cords, cutting ties. Because if I'm tied to a victim's story, I will always be a victim. And if I am a victim, there is a perpetrator. And if there's a victim and a perpetrator, there's no healing in that dynamic. That literally is a, is a circle that you stay in forever and ever. And if you identify with a victim's story, you're going to find people to victimize you because you are first victimizing yourself. And you're going to find them over and over and over in your job, in your love life, in your friends. And so for me, reframing is telling a new story, is freeing yourself from the victim narrative and inviting higher possibilities. But it's okay. So is telling the new story does that mean that we are like bypassing what actually happened and just no, not a at all. spin on it? It's actually not about um, approval. Approval like this was a good thing. This was not a good thing. I think this was bad. It's not about placing a value judgment on it. It's literally about accepting that this is what is and finding if there's anything in there that's good. Like just seeing, hey, you know, was there anything? Was there any reason? Well, I think for me, it's because the perspective that I have chosen, that I have chosen to take on the world and on my life is that everything happens for my spiritual benefit. Yeah. And beyond that, that before I was even in this physical body, my spirit asked for all of these experiences exactly in the way that I'm having them so that I could have a particular experience and grow. You cannot transform something that you don't experience fully. So the way that that's why the reframing happens in my mind, because I'm like, okay, if this happened to me, I'm not here just to be a punching bag. I don't think there's someone up above that just hates me and wants to send me like bad experiences. So why did that happen? Yeah. What am I what here to learn from spiritual this? spiritual lesson, right, is in that. What can I get from that? And not like, oh, mom, that's okay what she did or he did or okay. It's not even about that. It's about what in there was for your spiritual growth and benefit. Yeah, this is super powerful. You know, so before we before we got on the call, I'm just going to tell them what happened. So this is really fascinating because before Sheila and I started talking, I <laughs> ran downstairs to get my chapstick because I forgot my chapstick and I can <laughs> never do a, an episode without the chapstick. And um, I pulled a card um, from one of these amazing decks um, called Practice You by Elena Brower. Just, you know, a card that kind of gives you inspiration. And one of the things that the card said was, um, and this was kind of, I closed my eyes and said, you know, give us a, a guiding intention for this episode. And what got shown to us was this. It says, holding the most pressing current reality in your heart, how can you shift your vantage point in this moment? This is how my simplest shift in perception grants profound healing. And it's just really interesting because that's talking about reframing, um, yeah. which I didn't even know we'd be pulled this card, but it's like, you know, shifting, just a simple shift in your mm -hmm. perception of the situation grants, has the opportunity to grant us profound healing. And in every single moment, we have the opportunity to shift our vantage point. We get to choose how we're looking at things. And I think you the way you said that is so powerful. Just now, as you were talking, videos that go viral, let's say if it's about a police shooting or something, right? Depending on the way they edit the video, depending on the point at which it's cut, depending on the vantage point, the angle, right? Like it, it, it's a totally different story. I feel yeah. like I remember a scenario where like one angle gets released and it's like, 
oh my gosh. And then another angle gets released and it's like, but he already had his hands up. But it's just that you couldn't see that from where you were and that, or maybe it got cut off on that particular video. Yeah. Again, altering the story that's editing. But I just thought that was interesting. It came to me as you were reading. And it's kind of like, you know, this is how you can grow up with a bunch of siblings and all of y'all got different um, oh opinions God. about how you grew up. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Me and my sister have this, and all, we all do. You know, it's Mine like too. I have my whole story, and they're like, what? That happened? I'm like, yes, you know? Yeah. So all and in the even, same house. Even now for me with my mom. I'm like, mom, you don't remember this thing happening? That never happened. That never <laughs> took place. What? But it's like we were all there in the same room, could have different experiences. Yeah. Yeah, this is you know all. Ayanla, you know, Alana, she lived for the theatrics, right? Right. So she did a great exercise, I thought, for this. She had like a group of sisters at a table, and she didn't tell them that this was going to happen. Her tactics would be questionable, but I love her. So <laughs> she was just sitting at a table, they were talking, and then like these two guys came in that were hood like masks, and they were in black, and they just like said, Give me your money, or I don't know what they said. They said something like they faked it like a robbery, and then they went out. So they were only in the room for like, less than 10 seconds and then she was like what happened to the first sister oh well um two guys came in through the back door and blah 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 so the other sister what happened and she was like well it was like one guy and everyone had a different story wow everyone had is they were they, they didn't agree on what they look like where they came from and it was like a really good exercise to highlight perspective and yes damage. and and you know and this is why i think this topic especially what you're talking about in the holiday healing guide is the perspectives that we're taking oftentimes are coming through a lens of our trauma from our childhood yes. and we don't even recognize it. And so we're, we're not, when we point. don't do the healing on the childhood wounds, then Correct. we don't even know that we're still wearing this old lens and seeing everything through this broken perspective. Correct. You know? You're answering and responding to life as an eight year old, you know? Yeah, yeah, even when you don't feel like it. And that's why, you know, the struggle can be so real when you go back home and all of a sudden feel like you're in high school again and people are treating you like you are again. And that's also why I felt like the holiday healing was so important because I feel like it gets to, like, the core... It heals the core part of who you are. Because, like, it, me and you, Justin, we probably have similar experiences. Like, okay, I'm out. When I'm graduating high school, I'm out. Yep. I'm going here. I, I, I'm not creating a whole new identity because I'm still the same person. But I'm creating a new sense of who I am around people that don't know me my whole life. And I'm going here. And look at me. I'm on Instagram. People don't know. You know, and you can create this new version of who you are. But when you go home. hmm or for Thanksgiving, New Year's, they will always remind you of who you once were. Mm-hmm. Always going to be like, I know the real you, right? They say this to me a lot. I know the real you are the real one. And it's like, it's it can be very triggering. It gets it to the core of like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not, like, and if you're not, if you're not healed about your identity and your sense of who you are on your journey, that right there is called the police is getting called or some, somebody's want to break a plate. I mean, hey, I <laughs> but my sisters, we just turn up. So somebody plate getting broken. And it's like, who wants to live life like that? Seriously. Repeat yeah. it. No, you never so get real. those moments back ever. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just amazing because we don't get to choose our family, but we get to choose how we interact, how we show up, how we engage in every single moment, regardless of what where they are in in their journey. You know, and who would you be and who would you be 
if you could exist around people who had the capacity and the tools to trigger you in that way and you don't get triggered. Yes. And they're not able to dismantle you. Who would you be? Like, I, that's how I felt about it. I was like, I will be a much stronger, a much resilient, a much more healthy individual overall if I could fix this thing with me and holidays and seeing my family. Not yeah. fix, I don't want to use that word, but if I could invite some more peace and healing around it. Yes, this is beautiful. Now, I know one of the things that you do in the guide, and I want to just give people a little preview here, is you give some really practical tips on, mm-hmm. you know, some things that people could do to find this peace, regardless of what their situation is during this time of year. So I'm wondering if you can talk to us about some of those. I know we've already talked about, you know, going into the inner child and reframing, but some other tips that you have that are really practical for people to use. Yes. So what I love about the guide is I've created courses before we have, we have a course and I've created a lot of stuff and I realized like people kind of get, um, it, it lowers the or raises the bar of entry when you have to like sit down at a computer and type and do worksheets and stuff. And so I was like, all right, I want to create a guide that if they wanted to, they could do it. It's all audio. You don't have to you. You don't have to write anything down. You don't need a computer. You just listen. Yeah. You do these meditations. You listening to these prompts. You listening to these these practices and then you're doing them. So you don't need to be attached to a computer. So I'm going to give a few tips. So my tips are if you're going to go around holidays and if you're going to be around family for any holiday space place i'm sorry space time and safety blanket okay these are my first things i always say Mm. so for me space if i can avoid it like let's say you know find what works for you and make sure that you are acknowledging your own boundaries and don't wait for other people to acknowledge them for you because nine times out of ten our family is going to like sparta 300 rush through your boundaries every time (laughs) Okay. Every time. And it's not that they, they mean you harm. It's just that people can't um, respect your boundaries if they don't have them and they don't practice them. And, and you know, a lot of, a, a lot of uh, boundaries are not something that are taught at all. And especially if they're looking at, if you're changing and they're looking at you as the old you. And I think a right. lot of times you set boundaries, people go, man, nigga, whatever. Like, you know, right. you're like, trying to be uh, extra, you know, right. and just kind of like, I remember exactly. when, when I went now. home. Yeah. Like when I went home. And this is going to happen again because, I, you know, I'd be on and off vegan, on and off plant-based, and I'm on plant-based oh again. God, me too. Now you I too? Don't me no. too. Yeah, I'm on plant-based, plant-based again. Right now. I'm plant-based right now. Me too. And so I, you know, I just feel so good being plant-based, even though I have, like, a pastry every once in a while that may have some eggs in it or something, like a cookie or something. Yeah. But anyway, um, no land dwellers. I haven't been having any animals. So <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, I'm plant-based again. And she was like, before Thanksgiving, Justin. Like, And I was like... <laughs> really yes like and she's like i mean and you know i cook i cook a lot of stuff for our thanksgiving she's like so like you're not gonna actually do it during thanksgiving though right i'm like no i am like what like what does me being plant-based have to do with what you gonna eat do you know what i mean like (laughs) because she can't eat the food you cooking i know but still it's just like even the approach to that is like in in a light way in a way that it wasn't angry it wasn't argumentative but I'm setting a boundary and communicating it and it almost gets like dismissed and like, really, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. That that happens all the time. I think it's it's just a real, it takes a lot of resilience and courage to really go forward and exercise new boundaries. Yeah. And one of them could be at space, like I was saying, because because for me, if you can avoid, it depends on your level. Like I said, you got to know your own boundaries. But there was a point in my life 
even now really, where I do not choose to see my mother outside of a public place. I know space is very important to our our interaction. It's like, if we're in a public place, it's less likely to get inappropriate, less likely. And it also contributes to time. Like if we're going to a restaurant, you're likely not going to be there more than two hours or two and a half hours. And that's pretty much my limit. So just be mindful of where you're going, just going to hang out at people's house and stuff like that, that can be kind of overwhelming because it's more likely to get inappropriate and there is no time limit. It's kind of, you got to do that whole like, okay, y'all, I'm going to go. No, you don't, why are you leaving? La, 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 right? So kind of giving yourself that, the space, the time. And like, if I need to, I'll bring a safety blanket with me. Now, safety blanket can be a variety of things. For me, it's a friend. My friend who knows, like I used to say, when, when we were in college, me and my friends would go to the club together, right? And if we were dancing with like guys or whatever, we would always be like lightly kind of looking like just to make like looking out for her nonverbals, yep. looking like dancing with him. Cause we were all each other's safety blanket. Like we know each other's cues for when something is feeling off or inappropriate, you know, so that they, that they can help you. That Those are like really my tips. And then uh, obviously what I am going to say is center yourself mm-hmm. before you go. One of the meditations in the the Holiday Thrive Guide is a meditation you could do before you're going into any high stress interaction with family. You can do it. It's it's not even a holiday. You could do it anytime. But if I do not meditate before, right before I'm going, oh God, you're gonna get a you're gonna get you know eight year old Sheila. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I get that. And so I love this. So space, time, and a safety blanket. These are real mm-hmm. good tips that we can actually take because, you know. It's so interesting how much of this, I've never thought about it in this kind of a linear format of these three steps, but one of the things that I did that was even a boundary push with my family, I remember years ago, um, I went home and I decided, I remember once I decided, it was really also because I had brought a guy home for the first time for the holidays, which had like had never happened, but I was like, I'm going to stay at a hotel. And my family was like, what? Like- because what yeah. our family, you don't stay at a hotel when you come home. You, like, no. stay on a couch, on the floor, on yeah. whatever it is, you know? Here. You're staying yeah. here. And so even after me and this dude broke up, every time I would go home, I would still stay at a hotel. And the reason why is because I recognize that a part of my ability to really drop in and really enjoy my time with my family involved me being able to leave and go mm-hmm. somewhere alone and mm-hmm. also wake up and go to sleep in peace. Not wake mm-hmm. up by hearing everybody screaming and the TV on and, <laughs> you know, just wake, Justin, wake up. You know, like, that's not that's not how I wake up, you know. And, like, I would. That's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And so, the, and, you know, we know the studies and everybody who's heard me talk knows the stuff about, like, the way you start your day has such a big impact on the rest of your day. And for me like the way I start my mornings is such a ritual for me that Mm -hmm. it was hard for me to do that ritual at home. And I was realizing that I was affecting my ability to enjoy my family. And when I explained that to my mom, like I can really enjoy you guys so much more and be fully present when I don't have to be stuck here. Like I'm in a jail cell, you know, like (laughs) all day and night and can't leave unless I get permission from to use somebody's car. You know what I mean? Like it's just not going to work. And so it, it affects all those different things. And when things in the family get a little too extra, I'm just like, 
I'm gonna see you I'll guys. See you later. I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna go back to my All room. All right, y'all. Y'all be good. See you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you tonight. You know, I'm gonna go home and take a nap, or you know, yeah. and just so or go to the hotel. So I think there are different things that we can do that sometimes we're afraid. And I remember being just afraid to actually tell my family, and there was actually pushback about. You know, why I was going to be the one staying in a hotel. I thought I was too good to stay at home and blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. But now I do it all the time. <laughs> now my mom even books the hotel room for me before I come. So it's like. Oh, how cute. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my, my dad, it, it took him a, a little while to get adjusted to that, too. And now he just, like, accepts it, too. Like, you okay. stay at a hotel, too? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-uh. And I didn't think about the waking up and going to sleep thing. But that is a huge part of it. Yeah. Because you have no time to decompress. Yeah. And process everything that's happening is just like, like you said, somebody baby came in there and just snatched your phone. And <laughs> right. It's, and especially when like the life that you've created is is different than the life that you live in with your family, you know, the life you created for yourself. So being able to anchor back into that, I feel like is is really important. Y'all be quiet, Sheila, meditating. Hello, Jay, come back. Like, okay. <laughs> Y'all, I'm dead. Yeah. Or like they open the door and say, ooh. My bad, were you meditating? Yeah, I was. Okay, well, I was just going to tell you real quick. You know what I mean? Like, real quick, there's like. So funny because this is like, this is out of my house. Are you in my life right now? It's real. Okay, well, just one second. You want eggs? Okay. Yeah, but wait, you don't eat eggs? Do you eat eggs? Okay, wait. (laughs) It's too much. Okay, we're just having to. Our poor families, they're like, what's happening? Shout out to all the first generation healers. Yes. You know, up. First generation everybody. healers, first generation plant-based people, first generation, all this stuff. So Exactly. You know, I, I want to know, Sheila, um, how people can get this course because it's so important and it's so incredible. Yes, thank you. Um, it's very simple. I almost dropped into my I, – I always do my little uh, Spanish voice sometimes when I'm talking about things. <laughs> <laughs> me sometimes and i wanted to say to everybody <laughs> that you can go to holidaythriveguide.com dun, oh dun. My God. that's where you can get it i just don't know where she comes out of me i don't know why i love <laughs> she comes out of you on instagram all the time <laughs> I don't know, she's just like in me it's like this cuban woman that's right and so you can go to holidaythriveguide.com and we've actually done something really special for you this holiday season we have created a special code just for our listeners. So if you go to the website and you type in the word motivation in the promo code section, you're going to get a special discount that's just for our listeners. And you guys know that I don't normally be coming on here like pushing and promoting other people's stuff. And But the reason I'm doing this is because I so believe in this work and I so believe in Sheila and I so understand how having this level of groundedness can be a game changer for our abilities to show up as our full selves during the holidays with our families, with people around us, and really all throughout mm-hmm. the year. So, Sheila, thank you for offering thank this special you. discount to our listeners. I feel so honored that you're sharing it with your listeners. I feel like I should give a speech. Like, I'd like to thank um, the Academy first. My mother, <laughs> my no, but thank you for sharing. I, I just, I am in, in awe of you in every way. And I just Aww. love anytime I get to connect with you and your audience is phenomenal. And anytime you and I, I know we agree on this. Anytime we can promote healing, and higher, we're going to do it. That's, that's what it's it. all about. Because that's where Period. we're all going. That's where we're all that's, going. Hello. Yeah. Healing. It benefits us all. And growth. 
And y'all already know I'm gonna be listening to the Holiday Thrive Guide in my hotel room before I go anywhere. <laughs> just with my headphones in, like, okay, hold on, I'll be down in one minute. I'm finishing up this thing. So, <laughs> so Sheila, is there anything else you want to share with the people before we sign off? Um, if people would like to find me on Instagram at the Sheila Marie, or you want to know more about me, you can always go to my website SheilaMarie.com. Perfect. Her Instagram is the Sheila Marie, T-H-E-S-H-E-L-A-H-M-A-R-I-E. And you can look at her website and get all the information that you need. And I'll also make sure that I put a link and the promotion code for the Holiday Thrive Guide in the description of this episode. And for those of you listening, I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day, out of your busy lives. I know the holiday season gets crazy, so I know you don't even got a lot of time. So it is a gift that we don't take for granted. And I hope this episode helped you find ways to just get closer to your own center during this crazy but so amazing time of the year. This has been Justin Michael Williams and Sheila Marie. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.